Harley is a bartender, hobby mixologist, boogaloo prepper, and liberty enthusiast. You may know her as the Cryptid Bartender on Twitter, where she posts her weekly cocktail recipes, but others may know her for her anarchist views. So here it is, my conversation with Harley, the Cryptid Bartender. So, what did you go get to drink? I guess we can just get that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just water and water. <laughs> I don't know. I had my workout like right before this. So I'm just trying to hydrate. Oh, okay. You know, with a name with like the cryptid bartender, I was expecting like a fancy mixed drink named the Bigfoot or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try not to. Um, to be honest, I get. I guess it's kind of like how chefs. Will often eat like absolute shit at home. They just don't feel like cooking at the end of the day. So <laughs> I get home, you know, I don't feel like making anything complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I um, I like to mix drinks at parties, but when I get home, it's either going to be water or I might just do like a scotch and club soda. Exactly. My go-to lazy is a um, Mexican mule, typically. Okay. All right. I'm picking up what you're laying down. <laughs> All right, so um, the Boogaloo, or more specifically, what comes after, I guess, is what we're going to be talking about this evening, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Okay, so uh, a lot of people have this uh, strange idea of what the Boogaloo would entail. Um, they uh, they have, uh, I, I dare call it delusions. <laughs> I, I guess some people think that the, uh, the cops are going to... Uh, storm their house and then from there they're they're just going to kick it off but i think it's going to look a little bit different um i think the uh gun confiscation stuff might be uh, a little bit too overplaying their hand but uh uh for me the boogaloo would be uh you know kind of what we're seeing right now oh this uh, coronavirus is going around and uh, now we're going to have to round you people up to keep you safe and of course most people will probably believe that uh, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, to be honest, I don't, I don't feel like anything's going to necessarily happen anytime soon. If, uh, I wouldn't say that the coronavirus is necessarily part of it, but I do feel like there's definitely a lot of, uh, fear mongering and mass hysteria in a sense right. that will eventually just lead towards the majority either giving up their guns freely or push and push and push to create legislation, legislations, laws, et cetera, to force others to do so. But I don't think that's going to happen today, tomorrow, <laughs> next month. It's going to be a trickling process. Right. They, uh, they are Fabians by, by, all, uh, by, by any stretch. You know, the, the Fabian coat of arms has a wolf in sheep's clothing. Uh, for a reason, you know, they're going to make it appear like we're doing it for their best interest. And, you know, we're going to pretend to be their friend, but really we're not. 
Oh, that's how laws are in general. That's all it is. They're yeah. pretending to be your best friends. Oh, we'll take care of you. We'll protect you. All we need is your support. All we need is your tax money. All we need is your are your donations. And yeah, people eat it up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's pretty crazy uh, because people will be willing to give up that uh, safety and security. Uh, that they can provide for themselves uh, if somebody else will do it for them. But, you know, they, they don't really read the fine print. You know, there's always well, terms and conditions will apply. Well, and that's what's so funny is that's exactly it. These people don't want to do it themselves. They want other people to take care of their problems for them while simultaneously calling themselves strong, independent, capable people. Right. And that kind of uh, – has been sitting on my mind a lot these past few months, how we have these people, the left say we're going to have some form of political revolution. We're going to tear down the GOP and replace it with Bernie or whoever. (laughs) Then we got the, you know, the right wingers going, Oh, there's going to be a civil war and you know, it's going to be survival, the fittest. And then we've got the libertarians, anarchists, et cetera, going just boogaloo, boogaloo, all excitedly, <laughs> you know? I have, and, but that's just it. How many of you are actually going to survive that? Yeah. Um, just watching the footage from Virginia, uh, I can definitely tell not a lot of those guys will because they look like they would uh, almost have a heart attack just going up a flight of stairs. Right. Uh, but, you know, that goes back to the standard American diet and things that I've railed <laughs> against in the past. Uh, yeah. And just even having just soft skills. Uh, a lot of the people that I talk to and, you know, the gun nerd community, uh, they're more awkward than libertarians at a social gathering. You know, we're just <laughs> kind of in our own heads about stuff. It was like, OK, well, you're going to need to be able to sell ice to an Eskimo. You know, it, if the Boogaloo or the the Big Igloo or the Ice Cream Social or whatever cutesy little name that we're calling it actually does happen, you're going to have to rely on others because no man is an mm-hmm. island. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah, because you're not going to have perfect knowledge of everything that's going on. Uh, you know, say your whole thing is, all right, well, I'm an EMT uh, back in the world before it before it collapsed, right? So you can trade that medical knowledge, but you have no idea how to repair like a small motor, you know, on a motorcycle right. or something to get, get you by. And your neighbor's going to have to be able to do that. But you going over there and being uh, awkward and everything else, you're not going to be able to, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just, I just see like a lot oh, no. of Barney Fife no, walking I into town with the Appleton agree. gang. No, <laughs> I completely agree. And that's something I know a lot of people do not consider. Here's the thing, like a lot of, Uh, The stereotypical millennial, I say a little loosely, because a lot of people don't actually understand what the age range for a millennial is. But you get what I mean when I say the stereotypical millennial. A lot of them don't know how to do things like change a tire. Yeah, no, that's that's very apparent. No, yeah. Yeah. They they don't know how to do a lot of adult tasks. And they'll say, well, it's because my parents never taught me. Okay, well, you know what? Yes, it was your parents' responsibility to teach you as their parent. However, you're a fucking adult. So maybe you should take it upon yourself to learn how to fucking do it already. Yeah, and exactly. then we've got the then we've got the right wing who are just so obsessed with their guns. <laughs> they think that's all. And as you said, they look like they're going to have a damn heart attack any moment because yeah. they think all they have to do is rely on guns. Okay, guns aren't always going to feed you. I mean, yeah, you could do some hunting, but what if you're in an area where there's not a whole lot of wildlife? 
Well, we also learned that during the depression, you know, I talked to my grandparents during that and they were like, um, yeah, we would have people go out to the woods and shoot at rabbits. But at some point there was no rabbits or deer to shoot at. They had literally gone into the woods and killed everything. And this is why I encourage people because I literally do this. Learn how to farm rabbits for yes. meat. Okay, I literally do this. So Very if anybody easy. has questions, like I am, a, I am such a wealth of information on this subject. <laughs> but yeah, and yeah. how long does it take to uh, skin and dress a rabbit? Like what? Oh gosh, a minute like, and a half. Like ten. Yeah, right. Like ten minutes <laughs> to gut it, skin it, yeah. get the feet cut off, everything. You yeah. can use them for so much too. Like yeah. seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so. We have a lot of people who don't know how, they don't know how to farm. They don't know how to hunt. They don't know how to, now admittedly, there's a lot of stuff I don't know how to do. I can't drive. I'm narcoleptic. Okay. Mm, yeah, Driving well, is scary. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so yeah, I don't we, we exactly, don't want you to drive either <laughs> in that yeah, case. So yeah. I don't exactly know much about cars, admittedly, <laughs> okay. but, but I'm going to be your protein source in the Boogaloo, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, your bunny you know, rabbits will be worth their weight in gold, which right, by the right? way, you should also have. Just saying. <laughs> oh yeah. So and oh, I also fully intend on starting my own little like moonshine empire and stuff too. Yes, because everyone's going to need alcohol, of- you know, to dress bandages, and for no <laughs> oh, other no. purpose. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Only for medicinal medical right. purposes. Yeah, exactly. Totally. That is it. <laughs> but yeah, um, but no. I oh, I'm, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your finish your thought. Oh, just that you know, a lot of people they think they have to. They can only really rely. Oh well, I'm physically healthy. I'll be fine. But as you said, what skills do you have to trade for mm. work you need done on a personal level? Do you know how to raise your own food or grow it, et cetera? And, you know, and I'm sorry, especially people who try to rely on a super strict, like, vegan diet, you're not going to survive. Good yeah. chance you people like in this, like, okay, I live in a desert. Good luck trying to freaking, like, get locally grown tofu shit here <laughs> in all fairness like it's time you start preparing yourselves for the worst because if you honestly do believe that the worst is coming there's a lot you guys have to learn and so self-improvement now is the time to do it no more excuses yeah exactly um yeah and as far as the the vegan things another things I've railed against now if you're going to do this because you have ethical qualms about killing something with a face Right, I understand that, but you still need to get B12 from somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's just a fact. Yeah, well, of life. that's just you it. You need B12, otherwise, you will not survive. Right. If if you don't feel comfortable doing it, that's fine. But you're still going to have to find a source, and you're going to have to have a marketable skill that's valuable. Right. You're going to have to have something desirable in a potentially post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> Yeah, that, um, I, I really don't think it's going to go back to like caveman days where we're hitting oh, each other with, with sticks no, and stones. No. It, it base, it'll probably be like uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. Yeah, there'll probably be some place that has electricity, uh, maybe right. in limited amounts. But the most part, you're, you know, there when you hit the f- switch on the wall, nothing's going to happen, and you'll ha- might have to go back to candle power for a good portion of your uh, of your life. You know, exactly. Yeah, I don't envision it going completely caveman and 
tribalism oh, no, no. and everything else. Neither so, do I. Neither yeah. do I. But it's definitely, but like you said, it's you know, good chance you you might not have electricity. You might not have um, easily accessible sources to water. Yeah. You know, there's a lot. You're good chance you're not going to have internet. Oh yeah, yeah. You and, know, like there's a lot of stuff that we rely on that we're just not going to have, and you're going to have to learn how to do these things before it's too late because you're not going to be able to just YouTube a tutorial and call it a good. <laughs> yeah, you should be stocking up on your YouTube tutorials right now. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, so definitely look up a uh, small engine repair. Uh, uh, start looking up how to sew up your own stitches. Yeah, so you know? putting your own clothes together. Uh, uh, <laughs> that I can do. That I can actually do. Yeah, I know. I've seen your uh, <laughs> your purses and your handbags and stuff. Oh, was, did you? Okay, yeah, I was cool, retweeting cool. a whole bunch of them because I, I told you I would. Dude, oh, sorry, I forgot. To be honest, I hate making clothing. It's a pain in the ass, but I oh, can yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, uh, growing up in the 1980s, uh, broke as a joke. Uh, yeah, I remember mom making uh, blue jeans for us, you know, well, making mm-hmm. blue jeans for my older brother that I would uh, one day get into, remember, because <laughs> everything gotcha. was hand me downs. Yeah. 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 See, I, uh, I only, I kind of had that. I was the oldest, I'm the oldest of four and the only girl. So um, I did get a lot of hand me downs from family friends, but. Yeah. If they were hand-me-downs, that was it. So it's not like I was always getting the super worn-down, horrible hand-me-downs, thankfully. Yeah, at least you got it second. You know, it wasn't... uh... Exactly. And they were always really nice stuff because my mom used to clean houses for very well-off people. So then they'd give her the clothing. They were high-quality, expensive brands. So at least there was that. (laughs) Yeah, that's a... a, a, You know, having a little three-year-old daughter and everything, I I take a look at people who are like spending, you know, $50 on little baby shoes and everything. I was like, you you realize you can get onto Facebook and somebody will sell you a bag of various sizes of child's shoes for like 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And some of those like $50 ones are in there. (laughs) Right. Oh, I know. Well, now I just go to children's place because they have their clearances constantly. And I usually pay no more than like three fifty for a shirt new yeah. that they wear for like two to three years. Yeah. Know? And then they're growing out of it. Yeah. And but, then I mean, uh, I got you're, two, three you'll be the one to put it, it in so. a bag to, to sell to somebody else further down the line mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Toys the same way. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'll play with something that makes noise and has lights and everything for a little bit. And then they'll get bored and move on to something else. But yeah, it's definitely, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a children's clothes, children's toys. It's, that's a, that's a big racket. It was uh, (laughs) definitely some kind of criminal enterprise going on there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was pretty crazy. But uh, anyways, back to the topic. (laughs) So yeah. uh, So you grow your own rabbits. Uh, What else are you doing uh, prepping wise? Well, we, uh, I just bought this house um, not too long ago, but a year ago, actually. And uh, so I'm planning, I've got like an acre, a little over an acre. And I'm planning, what's that? I said, that's a perfect amount of land. Right. You can do a lot on an acre. uh, Oh, and it's uh, on the edge of a national park as well. So I'm very rural. I've got lots of space. It's quiet and all. So I am planning on starting like a full line, like buying a shed to add to this somewhere and just have it dedicated to massive amounts of like emergency food storage and such. Yeah. I, you know, that's something I've always wanted to do, but I've never had the space until now. Now it's a matter of finding the time because I work two jobs. So it gets pretty hectic, but that's definitely a really big next step. 
Yeah, any kind of um, building of a root cellar or some kind of shed for dry storage, that's, uh, that's going to be an undertaking. Um, so, yeah, definitely stock up on those YouTube uh, tutorials for that. Because <laughs> believe it or not, those things are all over the place. Uh, people building oh, like, little small houses and sheds and stuff. Oh, I know. Almost every skill that I have, everything, like, well, I mean, I, I, I'm a, as you said, I'm a bartender. I'm a bartender instructor slash hobby mixologist. And I mean, I did go to the academy that I now teach at to get the feel of how to work a bar. Yeah. But before that, I was using YouTube tutorials. The sewing that I do, I've learned entirely through YouTube. Rabbit farming, I learned entirely through YouTube. Yeah. Everything I do, even my daughter's uh, speech therapy, she has apraxia of speech, so she's delayed. Even that. And lots of sign language, basic sign language that got me into it. YouTube. Yeah. All of it was YouTube. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. As much as I'll deride YouTube for, you know, quashing uh, people being able to search my channel out and everything, uh, <laughs> if that can completely supplant government education for anything, I mean, Harvard and MIT put all their courses up there. So, I yes, mean, you really do. don't, you really don't even have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on upper education if you can just, you know, sit through a two hour video. Oh yeah, for the most part, yeah. college is an absolute scam. Yeah, oh, completely. And, and that's not, that's why, I mean, I understand it has its place. I would be a little nervous about an open heart surgeon who learned off of YouTube tutorials alone. But, <laughs> yeah, that's but, uh, probably not so much, yeah. Right, so I mean, I you know, I get it, but I don't think it's really necessary for, for instance, an eight-year, hundreds of thousand-dollar degree just to be a librarian. Yeah, that's a little You know, silly. like, it's absurd. So, and that's one of the reasons why I got into teaching bartending is because I do get a lot of college kids who are either uh, reaching for their own goals through college and they're like, I, my job is not enough. I need extra income and I'm told this is good money. Well, it is good money. Yeah. Or I get people who are just, that's what I did, just trying, I didn't go to college, just try to avoid college debt altogether and get into a career that has a lot of potential and you're making good money right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, like even my job, uh, civil designer, um, you know, a long time ago, you didn't need a college degree for that. You showed up onto the job and they would teach you the basics of drafting and everything. And you would just learn on the job. And that's how oh, you yeah. did it. You didn't even need a college degree for that. But now, because the government's involved in education, mm -hmm. now everybody needs paper for something. It's like, right. like even like you said, a, a librarian whose main job is just to you know categorize books and put them back on the shelf correctly. And I'm I'm probably downplaying that a lot. So if you're a librarian, <laughs> you can send all the hate mail to the cryptid bartender. She was the one who brought this up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah you don't really I need a in master's your degree. I just don't believe you needed all the debt. <laughs> yes, exactly. You didn't need a master's degree on on how to do that. I mean, a few <laughs> months of uh, work in the desk. And I'm pretty sure you would have gotten it pretty quickly, you know? Well, that's exactly it. You know, whatever yeah. happened to like, you know, just even internship. I know they're still out there, but yeah. there's just not enough of it anymore. Yeah. And, um, you know, like us uh, anarchists uh, like to quote uh, the Mises all the time. It's, uh, you know, where there is a need, there is a market. And, you know, now we have Praxis mm -hmm. University that will, you know, you get uh, on the job education and it's, you're basically paying them for a connection to a to a, a to a firm that you go work for, you know, and uh, you take tests and stuff like that, but it's an internship that's paid. And so when you get out, there is no debt. You're not in debt to anybody. 
you know, it's, it's a great idea. Yeah, no, definitely. And honestly, trade schools need to be very heavily pushed. People are told yeah. that they need college to succeed. I was told I needed college to succeed. And there are definitely things that I wanted to go to college for, but it was because I figured I needed the degree. Never mind that I was already self-educating so heavily in those subjects. Right. I at that point I probably knew just as much as, you know, by the time I was 16, I probably easily knew more than the entry-level college student did in those areas because I was self-teaching. But I also realized it wasn't worth like what easily could have been a hot. I mean, it, I wanted to get into astrobiology. Okay. Okay. So you're sure. easily 150,000. No sweat. Easily with all the prerequisites and prerequisites. I mean, that racks up. And like, what am I going to do? Am I going to really sink myself into such deep debt for a job with very little demand <laughs> that's also government funded? Right. You know, I, so I had to kind of make some decisions there and that's what I was like, you know, and at the time I was actually, um, doing independent study, kind of like homeschool. It was like kind of like a mix between homeschool and, and charter school. And I was thriving when I was doing everything at my own pace and being allowed to do subjects that I wanted to do as opposed to what the States wanted me to do or the teachers wanted me to do. And that's when I just click. I'm like, you know, I don't need college to know all this information. All these books are right there at the library. I can order them off of eBay. Wait, so you're saying self-directed learning is much better? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I still get pushback on that one. It's like, you know, you don't really need to send a kid to school. I mean, if they want to learn something, they'll learn something. You know? mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, my, oh no, you got to send them to school. Uh, you know, I was like, okay, mine. Whatever. Right. Mine are, mine are not public schooled. My two are um, a mix of unschool and homeschool. I do give them some guidance as to what I want them to learn about, what kind of books I'd like them to read. But I still, I don't do like uh, worksheets at all. I used to, and my kids just learn so differently that it just became a huge hassle. And um, yeah. my, you know, I just let them kind of pick whatever subjects they want to learn based off of and learn it their own way. I mean, my son, he can, it's, it's astounding how many freaking dinosaur names that kid can pronounce. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it, they're very intelligent kids. They're right on track. And I, I don't force them to learn a certain way like public school does. Yeah. If they want to learn, especially <laughs> young boys and dinosaurs. Uh, yeah. If they want to <laughs> learn about it, they'll look it up. You know, or they'll no, ask No, that's exactly you, yeah, it. That's exactly the, it. He will come. I mean, like, uh, gosh, he's um, six years old and he knows quite a bit of sign language. He's learning German and Spanish with me and his dad. Okay. He's, he's, um, he, every day he will choose different books on science, whatever he feels like reading about. One day it's reptiles, one day it's dinosaurs, another day it's you know, forests of, or rocks and minerals, whatever. And he will sit there and read to himself out loud, everything in the book. Like it's all in his own doing at his own pace. Right. He, he's right on, you know, it's amazing what people can accomplish when you just let them be themselves instead of forcing them into a mold. Yeah. Um, and I bet the only thing that you really got to kind of drill into them would probably be, uh, 
math, and that's just basic math, just learning how to add and subtract, multiply and divide. Um, yeah, you don't really have to get much beyond that. If they want to learn algebra or geometry or anything, that'll, that'll come later. Exactly. And as of right now, like he, he can, he can add, he's always one off when he's doing sub, sub, subtraction. Mike, I couldn't say that for a second. Sub, subtraction. <laughs> it's a he's always one. one off. He's yeah. always one off. I don't know, <laughs> but he's got the basic concept, you know? Yeah. And so right now, I mean, he comes to me and he came on me. Can you help me add up these? He'll come up with like a handful of coins. Can you help me add up these coins? And I'll ask him, you know, okay, well, how much is this quarter worth? 25 cents. Okay. And how much is the dime? Well, that's five cents. Okay. Now let's, you know, use your fingers, whatever you got to do to add it and he'll work it together. But he's coming to me actively asking how to learn yeah because it's not a chore i don't make learning a chore yeah 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 um if learning becomes a chore then they quickly become disinterested in it um and when and when people become disinterested in learning yeah they don't want to learn they don't put it upon themselves as adults to learn the tasks that they're blaming everyone else for you know the oh well that's because i didn't learn it in school that's because my dad didn't teach me okay you're 29. No more excuses. Yeah. You just don't want to take the time to learn because you were raised in an environment where learning was a chore. Yep. That that, that goes back to uh, my theory on uh, adults. So if you're before the age of uh, 25, I can easily chalk up whatever kind of mistake that you had to youthful indiscretion. And after the age of 25, you're just an idiot. You know, by that time, you should know everything. <laughs> it's a, it gets pretty silly. It's like, well, I don't know how to change a tire. I was like, I, I mean, could you not look at a tire and see that, you know, righty tighty, lefty loosey? I was going to say that looks pretty. I've seen an, I've seen enough incident, incidences on like sitcoms and stuff where I think I could get the basic gist of it. <laughs> and I refuse to believe that out of all of your friends that you went partying with, nobody knew how to change a tire. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but it gets pretty fun. It gets pretty fun. I also especially like uh, going on vacation to uh, third world countries where the only kind of vehicles that are available are manual transmissions. Oh, yes. And everyone just kind of stares, what's the third pedal for? I was like, okay, I guess I'm the taxi driver because <laughs> I'm the only one who can shift gears. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, to think you used to have to pay like $1,500 more for an automatic car because it was special. And now it's right. like standard equipment on everything. So, yep, yep. Takes all the fun out of driving, I tell you. <laughs> Except on hills. I'm ter- I'm terrified of driving. Driving, like honestly, the thought just. Yeah, I a, think I would just. I think I would panic enough just to not like just to make me pass out like as soon as I got behind the wheel. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, and you're already narcoleptic, so the well, <laughs> there's a very well, real sense that, that you that's could exactly pass out. it. That's exactly it. The type of narcolepsy I have, it's type one. And so if I get really, really, really anxious, I do risk passing out right then and there from that. Yeah, that's that's like, not going to be fun. Part of it. No, it's not. So I'm like, I'll learn how in case of an emergency, but don't expect me to be, de- you know, the designated driver anywhere. That's not happening. <laughs> it's like, I've got a, I got a smartphone. I can call Uber just like anybody else can. <laughs> right. I will trade you I will trade you guys like rabbit meat or something for for Uber rides and the after the boogaloo, all right? Yeah, or whatever, you know. For a purse. I'll make you a pretty purse and then you can give me like I don't know, however many rides equiv- equal up to the value of that purse. <laughs> so I guess at that point we'll have to call it the Boogaloober. 
don't know. Pokemon Crash. <laughs> that doesn't exactly roll off the tongue very well. <laughs> it almost does. It almost does. <laughs> I saw this one picture today. It was uh, somebody doing a meme of uh, a couple of rednecks, and one of them's on the riding lawnmower, and he's got the little uh, trailer behind him that he's towing his uh, rather rotund wife with. And I know what like, picture you mean. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same meme, but I saw, but I know the picture you mean. I was like, if we can't do this, then I don't want you in my life. And then I just had to reply. I was like, wow, Uber in Mississippi looks weird. Right. <laughs> a lot of people's like, what are you saying but about I, Mississippi? I got it. I got to hand it to rednecks, though. They're crafty little assholes. Yes. And guess what? Like, honestly. Rednecks <laughs> are all over the world. Right? <laughs> they are literally everywhere. Right? No, I have to hand People can say what they want. I don't care if it looks quite trash. If it works, <laughs> it works. Yes. And uh, rednecks definitely that's prove a- the maximum uh, necessity is the mother of invention. So That's exactly the kind of stuff we're going to need. But... They're also not usually very healthy, though. <laughs> no, usually not. Uh, both mentally and physically, in some cases. Uh, yeah, yeah. Having lived in Livingston Parish, Louisiana, I can attest. So, <clears throat> yes, there's a primer gray flag that says uh, where the men are men and the sheep stay scared. Because mm. primer gray is what you find on most of the vehicles and some kind of patchwork. <laughs> right. See, I grew up in California. So, Special kind of redneck was, right there. Mm-hmm, They're right, called hippies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the, the more tie-dye version, yeah. <laughs> it's like, the come on, <laughs> Right, the rare dreadlocked redneck. <laughs> yes. Yeah, nothing like a white dude with dreadlocks. Oh, gosh. I, I, have to, I have to admit, I can see my daughter being a white girl with dreadlocks. Oh, no. She is so, she is so hippie child doesn't give a crap strip naked go pee outside in the corner of the yard like she doesn't care (laughs) oh good lord i guess when she gets 16 uh, start to worry if she's got like a tattoo of the sun and the moon and a gecko somewhere on her Um, (laughs) okay oh my gosh okay that's hysterical actually because her grandmother has a gecko and a butterfly like (laughs) i knew it (laughs) oh my gosh i've been to blythe california i can tell you about it (laughs) <laughs> I have to pick on Blythe, California. <laughs> <laughs> and now time for a break. Right here in the middle of the show, Harry Chussman out! Hey there, bartender. Yeah, what'll it be, pal? Well, if you could, give me directions to the nearest bar that handles Bigfoot, the road toad, a dog man even, the what and a who's it? Don't look at me with that tone of voice, young man. Look, I'm being serious. I ain't got a clue what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, look, it's my roommate, Harry. Jesus. What you doing, rebel? What are you doing here? Trying to get information for the cryptid bar. This a friend of yours, pal? Yeah, sort of. I heard you talking to a cryptid bartender. Oh, yeah. Harley, the cryptid bartender. Um, not a real bar. What? It's promo time, isn't it? Uh, affirmative. Okay, folks, head on over to The Cryptid Bartender on Facebook, Instagram, even Twitter. All right, Harry, let's get the fuck out of here. Adios, you weirdos. All right, kids, and we're back. <laughs> oh, man. As a teenager, that was the, uh, the first place I ever come across where I actually saw a woman with full armpit hair. 
and was uh, very <laughs> proud about it. And I was like, oh, 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 oh that's just not on TV. That's not on TV. <laughs> that actually right? happens. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> but yeah, if anybody yeah. will survive the Boogaloo, it would definitely be people who live in Blythe, California, because I think that place got hit by the Boogaloo Lake in the 50s. It's pretty crazy. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Now we're going to start getting and emails. Again, send it to at Cryptid Bartender on Twitter. Um, <laughs> she, she was the one who started this. I, yeah, right? I started it. <laughs> so I'm going to finish it. <laughs> this is come at me, bro. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, the, the soft skills definitely needed. Uh, people got to stop being so socially awkward. You know, maybe get out, put down the fondle slab a little bit. Uh, learning how to uh, at least secure your own food. Uh, I'm not saying go completely off of the food grid, uh, as it right. were, but uh, you know maybe have something just in case. And even make if connections. that, yeah, make connections. We're Nepid- gonna have to. Well, you know that actually brings me to my point, though. We're gonna have to make connections for sure. That's gonna be yeah. so important. It's not even funny. And with that said, I gotta be honest here. An awful lot of anarchist, liberty leaning people I know. Are absolute assholes. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's the yeah, quite a bit. I try not to be. <laughs> Although I, I, I have uh, occasionally creeped somebody out and not really <laughs> intending to do so. And uh, Jess Mears from uh, the Libertarian Party, I accidentally did at the uh, New Orleans convention. I said hi, and she was visibly cringing. So I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> okay then. Yeah, it was uh, it was one of those things because. I knew her name and only because I follow the, you know, the national party thing on, on Instagram. So she's like the face for it and, you know, didn't know who I was. And of course, some strange dude turning around and saying, hi, Jess, you know, it kind of <laughs> threw her off a little bit. And she like took a couple of steps to the right to make sure she had enough arms length between us. Oh my God. And then after she w- went into the door, I was like, I uh, just creeped somebody out. Now it wasn't my intention. Oh, sad. <laughs> Oops. Well, I would have said hi back. Yeah, yeah well, she didn't even better. say that. It was just a strange look on her face, and then she Aww. gave me a wide berth. Oh, man. I was like, oh, man, she has gotten hit on way too much at the at the convention, and now she just thinks right. everybody's out to get her. Right, right. But no, that's exactly it, though. We need If we're going to survive in – well, not even just in a boogaloo society, but in any sort of – self-governed land yeah i live in the southeast we get hit with hurricanes all the time so yeah yeah see obviously thankfully where i live we don't really get hit with a lot of natural disasters yeah but arizona is pretty time pretty tame Uh, you know desert heat maybe yeah at the same time though where i live it's not you know it's not like i can just drive five minutes to a hospital it's more like 25 minutes easily to a hospital you know um it's it's i live like on the very edge of the saguaro national park so it's wonderful i like being away from icky people but (laughs) not everything is very accessible people (laughs) (laughs) but yeah at the same time though you know i know i yeah i say icky people but it's not like i'm afraid to walk up to somebody be like hey this just happened. I really need your help on this. Can I, you know, is there something we can work out? 
to get this done, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people are so afraid of that. A lot of people, you know, I hate to say it. I hate to sound so mean here, but like, I've seen this meme that says, you know, the same people that say they're going to start a political revolution are too afraid to order a pizza on the phone. <laughs> and to be honest, I know That's not everybody is like true. that, but a lot of them are. Yeah. And guess what guys, if you are going to start this freaking revolution and you're going to, you know, to survive in the revolution, you're going to have to socialize. Yeah. That's you're just... going to have to be less afraid of people. And the only way to be less afraid of people is we start building your own confidence, build yourself up, become stronger, learn self-defense, whatever the hell you got to do to make yourself less afraid of everybody. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, it's a crazy time that we live in. I mean, we all got our faces down in the uh, in the fondle slabs with a piece of glass on it. And um, I do enjoy going to Starbucks and getting my uh, <laughs> my uh, venti americano with heavy cream and just sitting there watching the people, not interacting with each other, uh, barely looking joke. up at the barista <laughs> to get their drink. I always uh, joke that one day I just want to show up at Waffle House at like, you know, 1130 at night and just sit there and people watch. Oh, that's that's great. People watching. I've just done that on at many Waf occasions. At Waffle House. Yeah. Yeah. And we have one in a very sketchy area of town, too. I'd oh, that, to that's even better because then there's right? the element of danger. Exactly. That's like <laughs> that's a, exciting. It's like at any moment, somebody's going to come in here and yell at the top of their lungs for no reason at all. It's going to be fantastic. Just sit there with popcorn waiting for that crackhead to come in. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. People have not lived until they've been accosted by a, a crackhead for a, quote, business opportunity outside of a Circle K while you're trying to pump gas. That's always fun. Okay. I actually, one of my jobs, there's a Circle K, like, right at the corner. And every time I go in there, there are crackheads just commenting on my clothes and commenting oh. on my hair and just winky winky smile. So I mean, it's like every damn time. <laughs> yeah. You can almost hear the Oliver twist in the, in the background. And it's like, please, ma'am, may I have a crumb of pussy? Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the meme with the, uh, I was nice to you punch card is, uh, starting to rear its ugly head now. Oh gosh. Right. <laughs> it was like, I was nice to you nine times in a row. And this makes number 10. Right, I know. I was like, I'm sorry, this is not a blockbuster video. <laughs> you don't right? get a free rental. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you at that point you get a free ice cream or Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. So yeah, on one hand uh, we got the socially awkward, and then on the other hand it's the uh, crackhead with no filters at all. This <laughs> is gonna come up and talk, start talking to you. It's like, hey man, I got the deal for you. I was like, oh, I bet you do. <laughs> yeah right tell me more i just want to know tell me more <laughs> i'm not interested but i'm interested yeah i was like hold on let me get the tape recorder going exactly exactly because <laughs> my friends are not going to believe this when i go to play it for them later <laughs> pretty crazy yeah uh strange things happen at the circle k uh bill and ted told us about that in the 80s um <laughs> <laughs> waffle house is good It'll for people watching hmm Waffle House. Scattered, smothered, covered. I, I I have to say, if you have to look at the menu at the Waffle House, you're not Waffle Housing correctly. I just assume everyone goes and get waffles. <laughs> Why else are you going to Waffle House? It's like, yeah, they have the menus there, I guess. <laughs> because it's tradition to have a menu. Tradition. 
but you shouldn't be looking at it. We to have order. welcome to Waffle House. We have waffles and waffle accessories. <laughs> welcome to Waffle House because we have waffles <laughs> and waffles accessories. <laughs> Dang it, Bobby! <laughs> Celebrity impressions are poor. I understand that. That's okay. I mean, it's better than I could do. So hey. <laughs> Yeah, if I if I have to start doing Hank Hill, you know that's a, that's a bad day for everybody, I guess. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so like Hank Hill and the and the rest, you know, get to know your neighbors down in the alleyway. The the friends you make today oh, may yeah. save your life tomorrow. I, I guess is what we're oh, trying yeah. to say. I actually found out that my neighbors um, when we moved in. The real estate agent told us that our next door neighbors, which keep in mind, there's, you know, it's an acre, there's their space. Yeah. But she told us that they're an elderly couple who's only here for about half the year. Their main home is in Maine. The husband is a crab fisherman and the woman, the wife is a community college teacher. And Interesting. Um, I actually had the best first impression with the wife. I tell you. And because there's anything I'm known for, it is my first impressions. Okay. So, but this works out to my advantage. So I went outside to go check on my rabbits because there was a girl who was due to give birth. And I go out there and sure enough, she's got a litter. Yeah. Now, you know, they have big litters for a reason. Sometimes there are some that, are, that die or are born dead. Sometimes the mothers accidentally stomp them or something, you know. Right. So whenever I go out there, I always feel around all throughout the nest, make sure there's not a dead one I'm missing. And I'm pulling them out and all these big, beautiful, healthy babies. And I feel one not moving. So I'm like, shit. And I pull it out. And it's a cyclops. Oh. It's yeah. a dead. It's a dead. I forget the actual diagnosis name there is a name for it i just it's really long and i don't remember but it's where it has like the big proboscis mm -hmm. in the center of its head and then it has like the giant fleshy eye underneath like right legit had that but it was already dead by the time i got his nostril was literally like one hole that was like really closed up yeah so i'm looking at it and i'm like whoa because i've never i mean every now and then a bunny will be deformed i've had some minor deformities before but not a cyclops yeah. And so I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow. And I call my kids, hey kids, science lesson. And <laughs> that's when my neighbor decides to introduce herself. <laughs> now, keep in mind, rabbits, newborn rabbits don't look like rabbits. No. They no. look like these no, no, they look like like little hippo things, okay? Yeah. Like they just don't just look like like little bunnies. fur something or others. Yeah. No, like skin. They don't even have like fur yet. They're oh, just yeah, like little, these little like yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she comes out and immediately she's like, is that a baby bunny? Yeah. All and right. I look she at knows. her. I'll, I look at her. I'm like, well, yes, it's dead and deformed. But <laughs> yes. And she just looks at me with this face and then totally chill. She's like, oh, it's okay. I actually used to raise Angora rabbits. I recognized your cages when you guys were moving in. And then she starts telling me how she's also like a junior high teacher who specializes in American Sign Language and all oh, these other topics bonus. are totally relevant to us. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> boogaloo neighbor, you are. You yeah. <laughs> so that could have gone horrible, but it actually went really well. <laughs> Yeah, so you, you never know how people are going to take to you like having uh, rodents uh, <laughs> that you're raising. 
Uh, yeah, my father-in-law is a, a vet, and uh, there was one day I was helping him out at his clinic, and somebody brought in a two-faced puppy that <gasps> was just born and was not doing oh very well. Gosh. Yeah, it had le- had legit two faces. So, oh my gosh! Yeah, it shared it shared a, a third eye, and then it had two snouts and was not doing very well. So it, it had to get euthanized. But yeah, yeah, it's like I was like, oh yeah, yeah, nature's kind of fucked up. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh yeah. But, yeah, and no, I found this one already. I've got it in my freezer still, too. I put it up in – I actually belong to a group for oddities, like farm like farm animals born. I forget what, it, what the actual group is called, but it's, like, specifically for livestock born with deformities. Yeah. And so I posted it in there. I'm like, you know, I've, I've had rabbits with deformities, but I've never had this, and I know there's a name for it. And so I had people coming in, giving me the name. But then I had – my inbox was – flooded with people asking me how much I was going to sell for. I'm like, I don't even know how to price this damn thing. (laughs) You know, how do you put a market value on this? So, I mean, I guess at the very least, if I have to, I can always barter a Cyclops bunny because there is definitely interest in that. I tell you. Yeah. Somebody always wants to have the thing floating in a jar of formaldehyde. It was like, take a look at this thing. Yeah. I might just do it myself and keep it to be honest. Like I've had, uh, Especially as a rabbit, as a female gets older, there's more risk of deformities. Yeah. Um, I actually had one rabbit at one point born without bones. Hmm. Um, a little, yeah, bit, a little mean, bit softer it, than usual. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like rubber. It was really trippy. Yeah. Um, and sometimes a bunny will actually, while they're still in gestation, it will die like midway through and start to decay and the bacteria will make other baby sick yeah so i've had one time where that happened and um now keep in mind this isn't common i have raised hundreds of oh, rabbits yeah, yeah. okay That's, this isn't like a it's a rare thing, occurrence and it's always it strange is. when it does yeah 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 and but i mean she gave birth and it was literally just half decayed like the upper body was okay and then the rest was just like mess you know weird so yeah, I mean, so I've seen quite a lot of crap, but this was just perfectly not not even a bruise, just perfectly healthy looking. Besides the cyclops eye bunny, so I don't know. I'm pro- I'm likely gonna. I still have it in my freezer. I've got to get a jar. And I've got to get it from all the hide and just preserve the damn thing. I, maybe eventually I'll sell it. I was holding it for a friend of mine, but she has moved to uh, Tennessee or something. So mm. I don't know. <laughs> Got to go into the into the hills of Tennessee to go experience a nice storm during the wintertime, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess she was going to give it to her tattoo artist, but he ended up moving as well. So. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> See, now I've just got this, you know, Cyclops bunny in the freezer. It's like, by the way, I need a tattoo of a sun and a moon and a gecko. Could I trade this for this Cycloptic <laughs> bunny? Okay, but there's actually, I saw this meme where it was like, oh gosh let me try to remember it was like i have this like old cello because i traded it for a parakeet skull which i traded for like (laughs) other random and i've been tagged in that so many times like is this about you did you make this pose no (laughs) wasn't (laughs) there sounds like somebody do but no (laughs) wasn't there a guy on craigslist who had uh started with like a um some sort of little thing, but at the end of all of his bartering and trading, he ended up with a uh, a Lamborghini Murcielago. What? 
Yeah, yeah. He, it was an entire documentary on it. He Really? Yeah, he had started with some kind of little thing. But once he started getting into the cars, eventually he got to a Lamborghini. Oh my gosh, what? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Craigslist Joe, I think, was the name of the documentary. It's a, It was a pretty crazy thing. He like started off okay. with some little thing Everybody, and ended up with the Lamborghini. <laughs> everybody go watch that right now and learn how to barter for the Boogaloo. Like, yeah, that that's is- your homework assignment. Everybody, that is your homework assignment. Yes, if you want your barter skill to go immediately to 100, skip yes. 1 through 99. Just go immediately yeah. to 100. Watch that documentary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the fact is, I can't stress this enough. You're gonna have to have some kind of skill you can barter with <laughs> in any whether you're an anarchist waiting for the day we have a self governed land, or I mean, hell, even if you believe in like you know, even if you believe in communism, or because I know that's kind of the hot take right now. Yeah, guess what? You're gonna have to be marketable. Yeah, or the entire commune kill. is gonna have to produce something, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And it can't just be like furry art and shit, guys. It has to be mm, like Muppet steak. Productive. <laughs> no, I have a I have a friend of mine, she does uh like comic book conventions and there was a uh, one time she got off on the wrong floor and it was the uh the comic book furries. Oh boy. And she walked out and she goes, Ooh, Muppet Stank and got back on the elevator to leave. Muppet Stank. Now let me just say <laughs> I have friends that are furries. Okay. Okay, weird flex, but okay. If that's your thing, that's your thing. Yeah. And it's okay to have that kind of stuff on the side. Yeah. Just don't make that your main thing. Don't make that your main source of income, so to speak. Like, it's great if it's work. If you audit, like, okay, here's the deal. I know that furry porn and such can actually make fucking money. Well, yeah. But, but don't just rely on that because that will not change attire. That won't get you food yeah. if, in a world that's, you know, as a, <laughs> a mess. As James Rawls puts With it, no internet. During the Tio Twaki, you know, end of the world as we know it, uh, nobody's going to go see a furry sex show on stage. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. There might be some, but <laughs> <laughs> the one guy. I've seen, and we know what he looks right? like. <laughs> well, like. Well, that's just it, guys. There's not going to be any, any internet. No. No. You're going to have such a small amount of people to market to. And you're going to have a lot of needs. Now That's I'm the envi- line. Now I'm envisioning that episode of South Park where there was no internet and Randy had to go to the guy who was drawing the Oh plug. my gosh. <laughs> they like unplug the internet like this giant Yeah, it was a giant modem they had to unplug it and plug it, it back, back in. in. <laughs> I think that was you know what? I I, I used to watch South Park like religiously, I think that was the last new, like new at the time episode I've watched. Yeah. There was a period where it stopped being as good. And then like all of a sudden here in the last couple of years, like the episode started getting good again. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't watched in so long. It's kind of like the well, Simpsons so, after season so, nine, it all kind of went downhill, but people say, you know, seasons 26 to 28, <laughs> semi-decent. <laughs> I actually haven't watched a whole ton of The Simpsons, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I remember staying... Futurama, ob- though. Yeah, Futurama. Was, Futurama was is my jam. And Bob's Burgers. Uh, that's Bob's Burgers. Yeah. I do. A, I, re- I do really do a bad John Benjamin. And that's only because my wife doesn't <laughs> really like his voice. And I'm like, he's just the guy doing his voice. That's not a cartoon <laughs> voice. That's his voice. 
I was going to say, that's just how he sounds like. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So she doesn't like uh, Bob's Burgers. Uh, and she definitely doesn't like Archer, where he kind of turns up the John Benjamin to 11. <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing. Yeah, she really hates that. Uh, but yeah, it's... Um, Pretty crazy. I can't think of anything else that we could possibly cover. You know, be nice to your neighbors because they may uh, save your life one day. Don't be a socially awkward weirdo. Rabbits uh, literally take like five to ten minutes to skin and eat. Hmm. Okay, and, 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 and their gestation is only 30 days. And they're ready to call, put down in about 10 to 12 weeks. And they can get pregnant as they're in labor. Weird. So think of all that meat you're going to get. Yeah, that's right. That's I'm just a saying. a lot of rabbit meat. That's a lot of meat. Okay, if you have, uh, I think it's a trio, just a trio of well-producing rabbits, so two females, one male, you'll get more meat in a year than you would get from an entire cow. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Maybe not yeah. as tasty. Plus, you can use their poo as fertilizer. Get your nice little boogaloo garden going there. Yep. You can use their pelts. So yourself a nice little boogaloo for a vest. <laughs> make some rabbit make some rabbit foot keychains for good luck. You know? Yeah, because you're gonna need it. Uh, yeah, right. I, I was gonna make a joke about a rabbit fur merkin, but I'll leave it alone. Um well just we should just make rabbits the official boogaloo mascot now. Yeah. Uh forgo the uh, the coonskin hat and the Hawaiian shirt. Just go with the uh, the rabbit skin. I am so happy the Hawaiian shirt is the boogaloo wear like I've loved them forever. And people always thought that was really weird, but I had like a collection of them since I was like 12 <laughs> and I'm like so excited right now. <laughs> this is the official wear. Okay. So one of the, one of the best things that happened out of that, uh, Virginia gun rally, uh, aside from the fact that we all just kind of, you know, went to the gate and we just stood there like uh, idiots. Uh, there was one guy wearing a Hawaiian shirt, and uh-huh. uh, some of the comments underneath the picture is, I mean, really, you're going to wear a camouflage and a Hawaiian shirt, meaning that they didn't really know what the hell. First of all, that is called fashion. <laughs> yes. Secondly. Secondly, you don't know why. You don't know why he is wearing that Hawaiian shirt. It is making fun of you. You know. She didn't even like acknowledge. She didn't even, or he, I don't remember, but they didn't even say that it was Hawaiian. <laughs> they said it was tie dye. They didn't even get it right. Yeah, they didn't even. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like, not only can the left not, not all mean. dirty hippies, Karen. <laughs> Fucking Karen. <laughs> uh, yeah, so not only can the left not meme, they are completely self-unaware. Uh, okay, <laughs> they go okay. to comment on stuff. <laughs> and then I, 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 okay, so here's the deal. I'm not really one to actually call for a violent revolution. I'm very much just like self-defense. Okay. Yes, exactly. And I'm the same way. I am not the John Bolton of the Debbie's uh, bridge tournament. You know, (laughs) I'm not going out there advocating for it. I just absolutely love talking about like what I'd wear, what I drive, what I like. It's just so absurd. Okay. So I saw this car. I don't remember what kind of, it was some kind of van. I don't remember what. And it was a camouflage print, except the camouflage was all dicks. Yes. I, I, so I seen need that. Yeah. I need that, but on Elon Musk's cyber car. Oh, I posted an excellent meme of the That's cyber. That's going to be my boogaloo car. Yeah. I posted an excellent meme of the cyber truck. And I said, yes. the cyber truck 45 minutes after it entered the Louisiana state line. And it had the salt life uh, sticker on the back. 
it got raised. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah, I got raised a couple of feet. There was the uh, the Cajun Reeboks, the the white uh, water boots uh, sticking on the top, <laughs> and uh, truck nuts. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I need that, but with the dick camouflage. With the dick camouflage. Yeah, there you with go. With the dick camouflage. It has to have the dick camouflage. That is going to be my, my boogaloo mobile. Yeah, the thing about the dick camouflage, it wasn't like fully erect dicks. It was like semi-chub. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were raging semis. Raging semis. Um, okay, now I almost feel like I need a semi with raging semis. Oh, just to get the meta joke out of the way? Yeah. And maybe make the, the, uh, the ones that are painted in black just a tiny little bit bigger. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. We're having way too much fun now. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. We were supposed to be in a serious conversation about also what to do serious. after the boogaloo. I, 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 are you saying I'm not serious about my freaking dick-covered cyber <laughs> truck? Because I am. I am very serious. <laughs> I was serious too when I said I would buy one, leave it in the stainless steel color, and it would just rock Huey Lewis and the news uh, soundtrack to Back to the Future everywhere it went. Just blasting like Ale Storm and folk metal, and just all the time. Synth wave pop, yeah. Yes, yes, lots of industrial. Yeah, Al Jorgensen throw- <laughs> from Ministry. <laughs> Right? Throw in the occasional, like, Tiny Tim and whatnot. Tiny Tim? Tiptoe through the tulips. I understood the reference. That's only because I'm 40, but... uh, (laughs) That's hilarious. Tiny Tim. Oh. You can just see you just rolling down the street, and you got the... uh, You got the flock of seagulls playing, and then all of a sudden Tiny Tim starts up, and people are going to be like, what? Heck Yeah. (laughs) Emerge out of there, gas mask and Hawaiian shirt and <laughs> dual wield. I got a mace in one hand. I got like, you know, some kind of massive gun in the other. <laughs> well, if Mad Max has told us anything, football equipment will be worth its weight in gold. Because everyone has to have football True. shoulder pads and <laughs> crazy colored mohawks. Although, I mean, that's kind of silver, the yeah. silver across her face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Witness me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the memes about that has always been great. Uh, okay, well, I think that's a a good place to uh, stop it at this point. Any uh, mixed drink recommendations that we can get? I could be selfish and just shamelessly plug my own recipes that I do, but <laughs> you could do um, that. I could do that. Nobody's going to stop you. The only thing no between way. you and it is air and opportunity. Darn right, because anarchy, no one's going to stop me. Um, so, yeah, if you want, like, actually, like, original new recipes, you could look at The Cryptid Bartender on Facebook. That's my main one, but I am also on Instagram and Twitter. And if you don't want to look at new recipes because you're just an old-timey square, mm-hmm. then just go buy a cocktail book or something. They sell them for seven ninety five. Or sign up for my class that I teach. Right. Or just sign up for my class that I teach because I teach 150 different most popular cocktails. So I'll let you decide. (laughs) All right. You hear that, Monica Perez? You've got competition. (laughs) You know who Monica Perez is? You know what? The last podcast I was on mentioned her and I Ah. I'm terrible with names. I I'm okay. Okay. Let me just say I'm one of those people. 
who like when you say, oh, it's the person who did this and this. Oh, OK. I know who you mean. If you just say the name, I'm going to be like, who? who? Never uh, heard of them. Uh, yeah, what? yeah. I'm really, really bad with names. OK, so she is one of the few and caps who has a terrestrial radio show in Atlanta, Georgia on WSB okay. radio. And okay. uh, she likes to do uh, mixed drinks on the side. She has a whole YouTube uh, account for it called Monica Mixes. Okay. Yeah. So, and she's a little more of the conspiratorial minded. So you might want to go look her up. I mean, that's like kindred spirit right there. Spirits, I guess. Anyways, we're gonna take AOC down. Show her who's boss. <laughs> That'll be the battle of the bartenders. <laughs> Three women enter. <laughs> Only two will emerge victorious. <laughs> Drunk off their asses, but they will emerge nonetheless. Right. All right, Harley. Well, I think we uh, solved all of the problems because that's what we do here for an hour. <laughs> totally. But yes. We have just solved everything. Yes. <laughs> Definitely go follow her on uh, on the Twitters and the Instagrams. I was only following her on Twitter, but I guess there's a Facebook page and an Instagram page I now have to go press follow on. So The Facebook page is far it's, it's far more popular. It's where I post everything. So Everything. You hear that, fellas? Everything. Everything. <laughs> including cycloptic bunnies in jars of formaldehyde, maybe. No, not that. No. no. I post a lot of science articles. I post a lot of funnies and memes and, you know, because I can only post so much on Twitter or on Instagram. On Facebook, I can do it all. So. Yeah, now, especially since Twitter will only let us like so many things in an hour before they stop. Well, then I can't post the whole recipes on Twitter. It just doesn't fit. Yeah, 280 all I can characters. Do is, yeah, all I can do is link to the recipes. So. Yeah. Or you do like I do. In some cases, I'll just uh, take a little short video reaction. That way I can say as much as I want in a minute. I will be doing YouTube videos Yay. in the very near future. Yes. All right. I do And YouTube if you don't too. drink, if you don't drink, we started doing mocktails too. So non-alcoholic versions as well, which are actually made by my six-year-old son. So, mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are all called Shirley Temples as far as I'm concerned. But... Uh, <laughs> What can I say? I'm an old fucker raised by a bunch of Sicilians, so I have a very, very strange sense of humor. So, <laughs> I, I, I grew up in wannabe ghetto California. I've got my own. You got your own thing humor. going on. <laughs> yeah, I've got my own issues there. Uh, see, now we started off with dogs, and now we have a cat meowing. Yes, I am. I was sitting my mom's cats. Oh, having a slumber party here. <laughs> a kitty slumber party. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Harley. There, well, there a mo- go ahead. Oh, I was just, I was about to close it on up. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So definitely go over, uh, follow her on Twitter, the Instagram and the Facebook page. And uh, we'll catch her around on Twitter, of course. But that's me. I'm out. I'll see you guys next week with a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. Harley, you're awesome. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. All right, folks, and there she goes. Now, if you could, go down to the bottom of the show notes and hit me up on the Ask Me Anything segment because I haven't been getting it in the last couple episodes. I feel like you guys are slacking. So go to the Anchor FM uh, forward slash what will the cause forward slash message if you want to leave me a voicemail to ask me literally anything, and I'll answer it. And if you're a little bit shy, a little bit bashful, and you don't want to record or... For some strange reason, it doesn't work. Uh, you can always send me an email to rebelwithacausepodcast at protonmail.com.
gmail.com. Also, if you want to support the show because you like what you hear and you really enjoy my poor attempts at celebrity impressions, please go down to the Teespring store, go down to the Patreon page, go down to subscribe, star, bitbacker, float, all of those things. And you guys just want to PayPal me money? That'd be great too. It'll keep the, keep the lights on over here. Might get me some better equipment. But anyways, guys, I'll see you guys next week with a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. Ouch.